0: Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple, the podcast for moms who want to go from chaos to calm, from overwhelmed to organized, and to find balance between family responsibilities and personal growth. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen. Let's make mom life simple. All right, welcome to the Mom's Life Made Simple podcast. I'm Chanel Nielsen. I'm super glad to be with you today. To talk about designing your identity on who you want to be rather than on who you've been. And we're gonna get into some great topics all about designing, intentionally deciding your identity. And this is a really great topic because your future self is a choice. You get to decide who you are in the future. And we're gonna dive deep into some of the myths around identity and who you are and some of the truths that I hope you will find really freeing and really hopeful. So before we do that, let's get to our review of the week. This review comes from Go Jensen's. Go Jensen says, I loved Chanel's podcast on manifestation. It got my mind going crazy with excitement. I love the experience she shared at the grocery store on how she practiced what she had been taught and what she is teaching. She truly paid with a miracle and can all And we can all live more faithful lives too. I'm manifesting slash having faith that my cruise will run as planned next weekend and all nine of us will be healthy to go. Also, I love Stacey Julian's clipboard tip in episode four, I believe. I do way too much for my kids and this would truly make my mom life more simple. Now I just need to implement it. Thanks for another excellent podcast, Chanel. Well, thank you. Go Jensen's. I appreciate that review. I love Also, hearing those specific things that stood out to you as a podcaster, it's so nice to hear, you know, what resonated. And I hope that as you guys listen, things are resonating with you, that they're making a difference, that you, you know, hear experiences or stories or things that I share and are inspired by them to do something different. If that is the case, I would love it if you left me a review. Um, on Apple Podcasts. So thank you to those of you who have done that already. Now we're going to dive in and talk about designing and creating your identity. So first we're going to go through a few different myths, a few different things you might think or you might hear around this idea of identity, of who you are. So the first myth is that you're stuck as you are, that basically you came a certain way, you're just a certain person, that's who you are, that's who you will always be. Along with this myth is the idea that you're natural, you're natural at some things. Like some people are just naturally gifted musicians or naturally gifted speakers or whatever it is and if you don't have that talent then you never will um i think it was dan gilbert who gave a ted talk about future self and he talked about the fact that people always when they're asked who who they're going to be in the future or how they're going to be different in 10 years from now. Most people think that they're going to be the same in 10 years as they are right now. But if you look back 10 years ago, you can see that you've changed a lot and there's been a lot of there, a lot of difference and a lot of change in 10 years. Somehow, for some reason, we have a hard time looking forward and thinking we're going to be any different. We're just like, okay, however I am now, that's how I'm going to be. But the truth is so much bigger than that. And it's actually really exciting because what it means is if you don't have a certain talent right now, if there's something that you're not good at and you think, oh, I could never do that. I'm just not blessed with that talent. That just isn't something I can do. The truth is we all need practice and we all take development. None of us comes fully formed into who we're going to be. There's a really great book on this subject called Peak by Anders Ericsson. And he talks in that book a lot about the idea of deliberate practice. And that is the idea of that we grow and become better at things and that most people like even child prodigies, people we think like, oh, well, that person clearly just was born with a talent like Mozart is a really good example that he shares in this book we all think okay well mozart was a child prodigy he very at a very young age was composing music performing music and the truth is yes he was doing those things at a young age but he started practicing at an even younger age and even from i want to say i don't remember the exact numbers but i want to say it was like 3 or 4 his dad had him practicing music every single day and that practice translated into him being an amazing musician but it still took practice and it still took that work now i will say i don't think that everyone has the same interest and the same desire to practice everything right we have different things that we're interested in but we're not stuck as we are we can get better at different things um Erickson also did a study that he shared in this book about memorizing numbers. So he had a man, a test subject that he had, and he he wanted him to see how many random digits he could remember in a row. And he would give him a string of numbers and have this man try to memorize them. And at first he could memorize in a row, pretty consistently, seven. And that was it. So a typical phone number. He could remember it. But when it got to eight, nine, ten, he couldn't. He couldn't go any further. And so they slowly worked together, and through practicing and working with Erickson, this man eventually started winning memory competitions where he could repeat. I think it was like eighty-five or something like that numbers in a row, and he did it through practice. Now. This is really powerful because it doesn't just have to do with numbers. It doesn't just have to do with musical training. It has to do with anything we want. We aren't stuck only knowing seven, only being able to repeat back seven numbers. We aren't stuck only being able to play Mary Had a Little Lamb. If we put in the effort to grow, whether that is in our, you know, attributes, in being more patient and kind, in being a better cook, in being a kinder wife or mother, whatever it is, we don't have to stay stuck. And that's really hopeful to me, and I hope it's hopeful to you also, because you can change and you can make progress. And it's a matter of deciding that you want to do it and then moving forward. So the second myth is that there are personality types. How many tests and quizzes have you taken that are like, okay, you're you're a red personality. You're an ENTJ. Um, that's the Enneagram. I don't really know that one, but it's popular. You are, you know, I can't think of the other words, but there are lots of personality tests out there that tell you who you are. Well, the truth is That there's no such thing scientifically and proven as a personality type. There just isn't. These tests can give us insights and they can be valuable. And if you like them, take them. That's fine. You can definitely do that. And it might give you insight. However, one thing that I see, in fact, I was talking to someone lately and we were having a conversation and she was trying to, we, this was the first time that we met. It was over Zoom. And she was trying to tell me about herself. And she told me all her, her Clifton strengths assessment and the Myers briggs what her personality was on the Myers Brig test. And she was telling me like who she was based on these tests. And I thought that's so interesting because you could get a group of people who all tested the same but they would all be very different people. And the reason for that is because we don't fit nice and neat into little boxes. There's no specific type of person. And what that means is even if you test as a certain personality type on a certain personality test, you're not confined to that. You still have the freedom to be who you want to be. So when you label yourself and you get stuck in these labels, it can kind of be confining. Even simple labels like I'm an introvert or I'm an extrovert. We can sometimes say, oh, I can't do that because I'm too introverted. But we're all changeable. And if you feel like you're being held back because you have a certain type of personality, go back to that first myth. You're not stuck as who you know, as the way you are right now. You're not stuck as you are. You can change. So even if you tested a certain way on a personality test one day, maybe when you retake it, you will test differently because you are a changing and growing and ever-evolving person. The third myth is that your past proves things about you. So you, you might say, okay, well, I am a bad person because once when I was in the third grade, I stole something from the grocery store. And you you determine who you are based on things that you've done in the past. But because we're always changing, we know that we we aren't who we were. And so you've probably heard of growth mindset. Growth mindset means that anything that happened in the past can be an opportunity for us to grow past it. The past doesn't prove who we are today. It maybe shows some things about us who we were, but it doesn't show who we are. I once had an experience, I was with a man who was an educator and really, really educated. He knew all about growth mindset. He could teach it and did teach it to other educators and to teachers in his school district. However. We were sitting in a meeting and the, someone mentioned that they needed more people in the choir. And he said, well, you don't want me in the choir. Once, when I was a missionary, which would have been for him, what, 25, 30 years ago, something like that. He said, when I was a missionary, all those years ago, I was singing and the choir director said, someone over there sounds really off. And let's sing that again, And the next time they sang, this man didn't sing. The rest of the choir sang, and he didn't, and the choir director said, "That sounded a lot better. So all these years later, this man said, "You don't want me in the choir because I can't sing." That experience, as a missionary, so many years ago, proved to him that he now cannot sing. Now, the past didn't prove that, that didn't prove that all that that did. Was made him for the ensuing 25 years believe that he couldn't sing and not practice, not improve his singing. He didn't take the opportunity to grow that. But the past, that experience did not prove that about him. If there are things about yourself that you don't like, or things that you've done in your past, or things that you experienced in your past, or in, in the way that you talk about yourself and the way that you view yourself, those experiences can be rewritten. The way I like to think about this a lot is the movie Inside Out, where sadness goes and touches the core memories, and she changes the core memories from joyful to sad. The reason why I bring that up is you can actually change your past by Viewing it in a different light. We don't want to go that direction. We don't want to go from joyful to sad, but you can view it in a different light. For example, this man could have said, Wow, when I was 19, I felt like I didn't sing well, but now I have determined I want to be a good singer. So I'm going to take voice lessons and I'm going to work on that talent. But that he changes that identity piece from deciding what he's doing today. So, those are three myths. What we want to do instead of focusing on those myths is we want to design our identity intentionally. So, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be now? Who do you want to be in the future? How do you want to show up? You actually get to decide that. It's not written in stone, it's not predetermined. This is how you're going to show up. You get to be who you want to be. So, three points on this. Number one, You are the creator. You're the creator of your life. You're the creator of your day. You're the creator of your future. We determine who we are um, by something that's called in psychology self signaling. Self signaling means that, you know, how you see someone, let's take this for example. Sometimes I'm out for a walk and I see someone pick up a piece of trash and I think, wow, that person is a really great person. They care about the environment, they're not worried about getting their hands dirty like I am. And they're just doing the right thing. What a great person. I judge that person based on their actions, right? Well, that we do the same thing with ourselves. Self signaling means that when we go and pick up a piece of trash, we signal to ourselves, we judge ourselves in the same way as we judge that other person. Like we signal to ourselves by what we do. You believe what you believe about yourself because you're showing yourself who you are by the things that you do. So your taking action teaches you about who you are and you create your life and your identity and who you are every single day. Number two, your view of the future determines your present. Dan Sullivan said the only way to make your present better is by making your future bigger. When you have a view, a picture of who you want to be, of what you want to do in your future, what you want to accomplish, you will have a better present. You'll do more today. You'll be more excited about the things that you're doing today. I think of my daughter. She is a freshman at BYU this year, and she knew she wanted to go to BYU. So if you're not familiar, BYU was pretty competitive, pretty hard to get into, and you have to have pretty good grades. And knowing that she wanted that for her future determined her high school career. She worked really hard to get straight A's. She joined clubs. She participated in early morning seminary. She did all these things and activities at school, things that helped her get into her future self of going to BYU. Her present, her then present, right, of high school was determined by the view she saw for the future. Another example of this is the British rowing team who, so their history, the British rowing team was pretty terrible. They hadn't won any awards in a really long time. And I think, you know, in the Olympics, they were totally at the bottom. They were doing terrible. And they decided to turn things around. And the way that they did this was by Picturing themselves in the future winning the Olympics. And they knew in order to win the Olympics, they needed to make the boat go faster. That's how you win. And so in the present, what they did was every single decision was weighed and asked, will this decision that we make make the boat go faster? If we stay up late tonight and go to a party, will it make the boat go faster? No, then we're not going to do it because. What we do right now is not fitting with that future vision of ourselves. Will a little bit of extra practice today make the boat go faster? Yes, then that's what we're going to do. Because they had determined what they wanted in the future, it set the tone for the present. And of course, that allowed them to totally turn things around and to become uh, highly meddled and decorated, I don't know how you say that, but to really succeed in the Olympics in rowing. All right. Number three, believe change is possible. This one is huge. Believe that change is possible. Believe that first myth that I said that you're not stuck as you are. Trust, believe, have faith, see and envision your future identity, your future self, the way that you want it to turn out. And then live as if that's happening. Live as if that person you want to be is a foregone conclusion and just know that it is happening for you. I heard the most beautiful thing. This was from Ben Hardy. And he said um, he was once sitting with his kids and he was kind of distracted and he was on his phone. And then he thought, what if a future me, me in 10 years could come back to this moment? And what would that future want this present to be like. The moments are so fleeting, right? And it's easy to miss them. But when you think from a vision of who your future wants you to be, who your future is calling you to be, you're going to be a better mom now. You're going to work towards your goals more passionately and with more enthusiasm and joy now when you can decide that future that you're working toward. So I hope that this has been inspiring to you and helpful to you. Your future is your choice. You get to decide who you are today and who you're working to become. I want to invite you to get my free morning routine checklist. You can get that at chanellenielson.com forward slash mornings. That is going to help you to get started on a morning routine. And a morning routine is a fantastic way to work toward your future self. Set up a morning routine that helps create the you that you want to be in the future. com forward slash mornings. Thank you for being here and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. Need some help making your mom life simple? I offer group coaching programs using my four-step method called the mom's method. This is a process of manifestation, organization, mobilization, and simplification that will give you the balance, progress, and joy you're looking for. Visit ChanelNielsenCoaching.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chanel Nielsen Coaching. I love to hear from you. Reach out with your questions, your feedback, and let me know how I can help make your mom life simple.